Good morning. Another Saturday morning, just finishing off our breakfast. Uh, I think last time we talked, uh, we are in the early 70s. I think you were in the, in the Brooklyn home, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. I, in fact, that was uh, quite quite the place with uh, all the luxuries that the kids had there. I think the, uh, you also mentioned that um, Fantasy, Fantasyland Park. Fantasyland Park, yeah. it was called, yeah. That was uh, that's what made it so ideal because uh, the kids were forever like especially in the holidays we never saw them at home mm -hmm. uh, except to eat sometimes not even always because they befriended the kids uh, of the people that were running the park and uh, they had a pavilion in Fantasyland Park where they could where people could sit and eat and they had a snack bar in fact. Uh, Sonia worked in the snack bar sometimes because a girl her age, uh, Leslie Everett, uh, mm -hmm. asked her, uh, "Can you help in the snack bar?" And so the kids took you made use of that, but they did come home once in a while to let us know that we had kids, and uh, uh, well, I think I mentioned that. Uh, John, he was fascinated by that river that came mm -hmm. through there, Creek River, going to the Cullen Gardens, mm -hmm. and uh, he uh, and he was fishing in there. And one night, where is John? And the girls were home, but where is John? Did you see John in the park? No, but he may be with Timmy and Darren. Those were the the Everett boys. And John, again, John's age. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, well, where could he be? Uh, well, he's probably in the park somewhere. So Ben, Ben Lessard, he was the guy who had a trailer, uh, his uh, house trailer in the, in the park. He, uh, he, he did a lot of work for the people that owned the park and he had a backhoe and put that loader thing. So, Anyway, he was French. He drove for me for a while. Mm. Uh, he had a, a truck when I first met him, and we were hauling out of the same uh, gravel pit. And uh, I heard that uh, he was uh, he was French, very very French. And I I loved that accent, the way he talked. And mm -hmm. uh, and I talked a lot to him because I happened to uh, like the French, and I should. Mm. And uh, and he wasn't talking to anybody else, and he just came from Quebec uh, because he had that truck, and in Quebec there was not enough work, so he came here. And eventually he lost that truck, and uh, he said uh, he needed a job, can uh, I drive for you? And so he drove for me for a while, and we got to be good friends, and uh, since he was in, in the park, he was living kind of like next door, so to speak, and uh, uh, we have been friends for us until we actually moved to Tilsenburg. Mm -hmm. But uh, um, Ben was uh, was quite, <laughs> quite the guy. He said, and he had a little motorbike, I think 125cc, and uh, he loved racing on that motorbike, right. going into the park and down the hill, up the hill, and it was like a dirt bike. And he got his headlight shining all over the area. He could, well, uh, John, he has to be there somewhere. Mm -hmm. And he didn't find him. He comes back up, goes to the highway, turns around right away before he gets the highway, onto our driveway. And uh, they, you didn't find him in the park? No, I don't know where he is, Bert. Uh, I said, well, he's got to be here somewhere. And we started to get kind of panicked. You know, you lose... Uh, 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 well, how old would he have been? Uh, uh, five, six years old. Mm -hmm. uh, you and, and in the dark, that's a different thing. In the daytime, yeah. you got all day to find them. But uh, and you never know what some guy. Uh, if a girl was twice as bad, mm -hmm. but if some guy could pick up a little guy, mm -hmm. and who knows? And then all kinds of uh, scary things go through your head. 
Uh, don't worry, Bert, don't worry. I'll go and look along the highway here. He may have walked off. I said, I don't think so, Ben. Uh, ben I think he, he would be in the park. And he had got his highlights, headlights on. And uh, as he turned around, and just in front of the well, there was uh, uh, a chair that folds out that you can lie on. Mm. Uh, one of those foldable... Uh, Launchers. Yeah. And uh, uh, he says... Uh, What's that, Bert? And I said, what? He, there near the well. And he shone the light on it. I said, well, that's a lazy chair or some kind of a lawn chair or something. Oh, and he walked over. He parked this, understand, he parked his bike. He let it run. He let the headlight shine on it. And he pulled the bank, blanket back. And with, for an hour, we had been chasing. Where the hell is Johnny? Where's Johnny? And he put the black back, and there's John, sound asleep. He slept through the whole episode, and uh, we could yell, have you seen him? No. We were no more than 10 feet away from him, and he never woke up. He was like, sound asleep. You talk about a relief, and mm. uh, well, we were happy to, to see him, but, and you can't get upset and say, what have we doing? Because he just lay down, and he was carefree, yeah. not careless, carefree. And he was, oh, I fell asleep. Okay, uh, it's a good enough reason. Then you come in, and we were happy as a lark, of course. And then Ben said, oh, gosh, I'm, he said, I'm, I'm happy you found him, because I was really beginning to worry. I was in the park, and I went through all the pavilions, and I even looked under the benches. You know, you never know where they might hide him. Yeah. And uh, so we got John back, uh, in the park, and that was never going to happen again. Uh, yeah, he... Uh, he wouldn't be falling asleep outside? Uh, oh, no, no. Uh, he wouldn't <laughs> be able to fall asleep because one of us was always there. And then, of course, the kids started to uh, look out for each other a bit more mm -hmm. because they thought, well, then what, what can happen here? Uh, uh, it is at the edge of a village yeah. or a town. And, uh, yeah, it was a town. Uh, and uh, what would happen here? Nothing. The bad things happen in the big city, mm -hmm. but certainly not in the, the thing that is actually not big enough for the towns. Anyhow, uh, we got him back, and uh, uh, it was around that same time that Uma started to, uh, Mom started to work uh, at Val's, and that was a fruit market. Across the road from that smack, we were right across the road from them. And uh, my mom was always, uh, I want to go to work. You know, you sit in the house and the kids are in the school. I'm gone to work. And um, she got bored, yeah. although the house was plenty big enough. Mm -hmm. uh, and we had people living upstairs, but they also worked. And she was looking after the little boy. Mm -hmm. They had the little boy. And uh, so you had you had tenants upstairs then? Yeah. Okay. Well, they came with the house. They were living there. Oh, gotcha. And we moved in, and well, of course, uh, uh, the upstairs is rented out. Well, that's fine. Yeah. And uh, so, mom didn't. Uh, he was a spoiled brat, and mom didn't really want to look after him. Yeah. Uh, that was never her idea to be a babysitter. Mm -hmm. So she got this job at Val's, and they had to get somebody else to do the babysitting. Yeah. And uh, she worked there for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And I think that must have been in 73 when she, 72 or 73 when she started there. And uh, uh, they had fresh produce. We never had anything that was day old. No, it was, mm -hmm. came in in the morning and we have it at night. Yeah. Uh, and they were very nice people. Uh, they spoke the same English as we did. Uh, uh, they were Italian and we were Dutch. So somehow it worked all fine. And, uh, but their produce, it was oh, the best. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and it was present. They had the kind of greens like veggies that you couldn't buy anywhere else. Or mm -hmm. like uh, it was not 
at that time, uh, you couldn't find kiwis mm. in town, in the supermarket, because what people don't know, they don't eat. But they brought them in because there was a lot of Italians and they loved them. And uh, if you were Italian, you could shop to your heart's content. And we learned to eat a lot of things that uh, was favored by the Italians. But anyway, that is what what mom had as an experience. And uh, uh, I was quite happy with it. Uh, uh, somebody had to be near the the phone if somebody phones in. Have you got uh, a truck or two available? So nobody was home, but they can always call mm. after work. They ought to know that. And when I'm busy, I can't be at the phone. I don't need to be. And if they need me bad enough, they call me tonight. Uh, I had the same kind of attitude then that you have now. When mm -hmm. they need me, they'll call. And uh, uh, yeah, I uh, that was in '73, mm -hmm. and she made good money and. Uh, considering the time, yeah. and uh, she saved it all up because, well, uh, it was her money. Uh, uh, she could stay home, she could work, it wouldn't make any difference. Mm -hmm. And uh, I haven't been home in, I don't know how long, 16, 17 years. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing for a girl who wanted to go home before the first year was up. Um, I'm still glad that I put a stop to that one. And uh, uh, I wouldn't mind to go for holiday. I, I, got, I got the money. Yeah. Okay, okay, don't worry. And uh, well, in the fall and the winter, there is not much doing in the trucking, and you can look after the guests and blah, blah. So, okay, she goes for holidays. Mm -hmm. And of course, she goes to our place in Oplo Zoo so oh, okay. so to meet. Visited both her parents and uh, yeah, and uh, and my brothers and sister. Gotcha. And uh, my parents were dead, mm -hmm. and uh, so she enjoyed that. She stayed there for a week, I believe it was a week or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, and my youngest brother Theo, he uh, somehow her and Theo they, but Theo was close to my age and. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was easier going and easy. He was easy to talk to, mm. and uh, yeah, she she liked Theo and Theo liked her. So uh, they get to talk, and then yeah, Theo showed and uh, uh, Mom showed some pictures uh, from where we lived and whatnot. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, I I gonna come for holidays sometimes, and then she said, "Well, of course, anytime." If anybody wants to come, mm. you're always welcome. So, uh, of course, they're not going to do it. In all those years, nobody ever came over. Be, uh, it was different then than it is today. Yeah. And uh, and there was no tele. Well, there was telephone, but it was too expensive. And uh, an extreme event to use a telegram in case of death. But otherwise, there was. You you could write a letter, but. Mm -hmm. 1974 comes around. Mm -hmm. She is meanwhile back in Canada, and uh, Theo is sitting there, and he is thinking about it more and more. And all summer long, because I can remember, and he saw the pictures of the park and all the trees and the creek and the pavilion and, uh, and where it was, and the highway and how life was so different from what they have back home. Mm -hmm. And uh, if it hadn't been for his epilepsy, he would have come a lot sooner. In fact, he might have come to stay, mm -hmm. but that stopped him because he was totally dependent on the village. Right. And he had his business there that he took over. So uh, he came over and what a time that was. Mm -hmm. And the first night, uh, because I had that reputation of being a lot like Omegardus, mm -hmm. and uh, he was talking to my brother Harry, 
I, I want to go there. And yeah, but why don't you? And yeah, but uh, well, don't worry. That it'll be okay. And uh, but I'm going. Well, I'll bring you to the airport. So next thing I know, he writes. Uh, I was planning on coming over to Canada for a holiday, and of course I ride away road back. Anytime, as soon as you know what day that the plane lands, I'll make sure that I'm at the airport to pick you up. And, well, as planned, he came down, mm -hmm. we picked him up, and that night, well, we had something to eat, and there is so much to talk about after so many years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, well, the kids have finally gone mm -hmm. to bed because he couldn't leave them alone. He, and then at one time they were in the kitchen. I don't know the mom got certain routine going, and I was sitting in the living room with Theo, and he said, "You know, I hope that you understand. I don't have kids, but those kids are mine for as long as I'm here. So get used to it. That's how it is." I said, "No, that's fine, Theo. That's fine," and I was already happy that. They got along so well, and mm -hmm. uh, well, they never had uh, an uncle stay over who talked funny, and because he didn't speak that much English, he did a bit. But yeah. uh, but the kids had already picked up on some Dutch when Mom and I were talking, and mm -hmm. sometimes we resorted to talk Dutch so that the kids uh, we thought we could fool them. Of course, it wasn't. We find out still. How much they did understand, but anyway, they uh, uh, said we're sitting on the bench and so how things going and we are just talking shop and how life has gone and for both of us uh, back and forth because I never was there when he lived in that blind institute mm -hmm. uh, uh, where they put him for safety because uh, his epilepsy at that time was quite bad. He got uh, what they call the grand mal, the big attacks, uh, mm -hmm. uh, foaming <clears throat> at the mouth, and mm -hmm. uh, oh, it was bad. And uh, my dad, he had his one hand mangled in the bread machine. He had to go, and somehow some, somebody knew about this blind institute, and that's why he went there. And he had a, a good time, but it was never he would have never been there had it not been for his sickness. But uh, so we got to understand more or less how my life had been, how his life had been, and he saw well. Uh, he may be like oh my God, but uh, no, he, he's okay. And uh, before he left, Harry, what what should I what should I get for him because I. I can't go there with empty hands, I got to give him something. And when you're in the forest, you don't worry too much about the tree. So Harry said, you know that you have our parents' wedding rings sitting in that box mm -hmm. in your bedroom. If you don't mind, we have all the other things that remind us of everything. He doesn't have anything, because when he left, he had nothing to remind him of our parents, our past, or nothing. Why don't you give him the, those wedding rings? Yeah, but you know, Onze Albert, that's what they call it, our Albert, uh, he's a bit of a funny one, like Omegrades, and uh, they didn't know if I had taken to drinking or anything like that, and uh, if he is harder for money, and. I don't, I, I, I can't live with myself if I thought that he would pawn off those rings to get some beer money. And then Harry says, well, you don't have to give him as soon as you see him. You sit there and you talk to him for a while, and then you kind of get the feel, uh, what is he like? Is, has he changed a lot? Is he liable too? And how does he feel about us and the parents and the past? And, so Theo and I were sitting there for a couple of hours and uh, all of a sudden he gets up and he says, just a minute, I got to go to the bedroom uh, where he slept. Uh, he said, I, uh, 
we meanwhile had moved upstairs, the tennis had gone out. And uh, he said, I got to go to the bedroom. I got something. And okay, okay. Uh, would you want another coffee or what would you like? Yeah, coffee is fine. And so he goes up and I'm sitting there. I put two fresh cups of coffee on the on the coffee table and uh, he comes down. He said, I have something here that I wanted to give to you, but I wasn't too sure. And Harry said, well, you can talk to him first and see what he is like. And if, if he's chased a lot, then you don't have to give him this. But I got a little present for you. So he gave me that box with the rings in it. And it was a very funny feeling that to have the wedding rings that held so much history for me, so many experiences. Those rings, they actually stroked me over my head that that was nice, that is a good thing, and that is great. Or they put the finger at you and don't you ever, and you see that ring. Or my dad would give me a whack and the ring would be landing on my skull. And uh, those rings, they represented my entire life, first 22 years. And uh, I said, I, I can't believe you can actually part with it. I said, I could never part with that. He said, well, that is exactly what I was waiting for. I don't want you to part with them because uh, they mean a lot to us. I said, well, of course. I said, they do it to me. I said, are you sure that... No, he said, I'm quite convinced that you are not going to sell them. I said, there is no money in the world that can buy them. So that is how I happened to get the the wedding bands. And uh, uh, yeah, they're upstairs in, uh, in the little box, same little box that they came in. And uh, uh, I was happy when, oh, way back when, and Tam asked one time, and uh, those, Tam said, those, are those the wedding rings from your mom and dad? I said, yes. And I showed her on the inside, and they engraved their names and the date of the, uh, the, their marriage. And uh, I said, well, they kind of bear uh, because they have been worn all those years and they, they get kind of worn down a bit, same as my own. And uh, would you mind, can I ask you, would you mind, and I hope it is a long, long time, she said, because she had trouble uh, when you die. She didn't want to say, when you die, can I have them? But I hope it's a long, long time, but when you and mom die, can I have those rings? I said, well, you are the first one and the only one that asked for it, so of course you can have that. And they are hers. And uh, the same as our wedding rings, and uh, the same as with a lot of other things in my life, I meant to get, make a little case, put velvet on it and paint the silver tree there and hang the wedding bands with the pictures of them inside those wedding bands as if they are a uh, picture frame. And uh, that would be nice, but uh, of course she likes to play around with things like that. So she can do that herself someday. And then... Mm -hmm. uh, she can add her own rings as well. So but, was there? So when uh, Theo came over, what other stuff did he do while he was? Oh, like how long was he visiting for? Uh, three weeks, I think, okay. three or four weeks. Yeah. And uh, well, we went places, but um, if I had to go to work, um, I took some time off because I didn't want the one and only time we came. Yeah. I wanted to go with him some places. And uh, we went to, for instance, Ted's restaurant and yeah. uh, Theo didn't know Ted, but uh, mm. 
uh, Ted and Theo were both born in the same house because uh, Ted's parents used to own that bakery uh, before my parents bought it when they got married. So that was in the early 1900s. And so we would sit in the restaurant and we were talking for a bit and uh, yeah, that was nice. And Ted later on said, boy, he's a nice guy to talk to. On top of that, he could talk Dutch. Plus the fact that he could talk in his own dialect. Because that, uh, they both spoke more or less the same dialect. Yeah. And, uh, but that was a great experience. And uh, uh, then, of course, if the kids were home, Momenteo, because they called Momenteo, they knew enough Dutch, mm -hmm. uh, uh, we go park. Uh, well, we go to the park, but make it short so he understands. And uh, okay, if they said something, they proposed something, he had full faith in it, whatever it is, it must be okay. No matter how much they kid around. And so we go, hey kids, you want to go park? And of course they go to the park. That was the big thing, but we went, Hanny went for uh, uh, several times uh, to the park for a walk because mm. Of course, they speak both Dutch and they are more or less the same age. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, Theo was a year older than Mom. And, uh, uh, and they had to, of course, they met the year before when Mom was in Holland. But there was an awful lot of catching up in a week's time that was not quite enough to make up for, mm -hmm. for, for 20 years or more. Yeah. So anyway, uh, or almost 20 years. Uh, they went for a walk, and that was around the time when the leaves turned color. Mm -hmm. And that park, with all the variety of trees that they had there, it was just beautiful. And there was a lot of leaves on the on the ground in the bush, like a, like a small forest. And and they had valleys and what have you. And they could talk to the heart's content and yeah. get to know each other. But it was. It was a great time. Uh, I remember something. The kids go along with Theo quite well. Some of those shoelaces. I don't. Uh, uh, that was some. That was something that. Uh, I think Sonia came up with that idea. They. Uh, uh, they took them out, or, yeah, they took them out and then they hang them somewhere. And, uh, and uh, that was the idea. Uh, where, where's the shoelaces? But he knew uh, two and two is four, the kids. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't do a thing like that, nor would mom. So, uh, oh, those kids. Maybe he started to get second thoughts about having his own. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, he <laughs> wanted them and for three weeks it was his. Yeah. And they were having a barrel of fun. And uh, yeah, over there you look, here you look there. But for the longest time, they were kidding him. Uh, which, uh, well, Mom may remember more uh, than I do. I was not there at that particular moment. Yeah. Uh, do you know what, what they did with those shoelaces at the time? Sonia kept them. Where's one of the shoelaces? Oh, she, she kept the one shoelace yeah, because true. she wanted something that reminded her. Mm -hmm. Of tail. Yep. So anyway, uh, now did you guys do any sightseeing while he was down? Because it's the first time he's been in Canada, right? Yeah, or well, first time that anybody came. Yeah. He was the 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 uh, of the the least likely mm -hmm. to to come, and he was the one that. Uh, that's why I think he would have, if he had been uh, health-wise okay, yeah. he might have come after me and 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 come too. Mm -hmm. Uh, like my brother Harry, he said several times, the last times that he came over, he says, if I had known that it was like this in Canada, he said, I would have come in the beginning. He said, I thought, stupid bugger, why does he have to go to Canada? He's got the job, he has got everything. And uh, and, and then he goes emigrate, emigrate to Canada. Uh, now I understand 
I didn't understand at the time, but now I can see that you didn't want to come back. And he loved it here. He, and that's why he came more than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And he always had somebody with him to, you know, to, uh, yeah. uh, to make it more pleasant. Uh, uh, he had to have somebody to make sure that he could still talk Dutch. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, uh, he felt bad. He says, can you imagine if I had come, I could have maybe bought one of those bakeries. And he says, mm -hmm. I could have made a good living because like a, a, a bakery in a small town, uh, uh, like in Whitby, mm -hmm. uh, you could make a darn good living. And uh, and that was right up his alley. Of course, that was his trade. And uh, uh, he took over my dad's. Anyhow, he uh, he says, and yo, if he had seen that, but yo died in yeah. in '66, yeah. so uh, he could have come, but well, he was too involved with uh, with his work and whatnot. And then uh, he died so early; he was 42 when he died, and uh, and that was just about all there was, Harry and Theo. And then Theo came over once. Uh, that must have been uh, later in uh, yeah. so 1980. When he, when he, yeah, so when he came uh, over for the three weeks, so did you go anywhere? Uh, did you go to the falls? Did you do anything? Oh, oh, the falls. Okay. Nobody comes to Canada and not go to the falls. Well, I don't know, you weren't mentioning it, so I thought maybe you did. Yeah, but no, of course. Uh, in fact, that was another thing that that he liked so much. We go there, and at that time, I don't know how it is now, but at that time, uh, you could, they give you a yellow raincoat with a hoodie on it, and you can walk down, and if you, you, you pay so much, and then you can, the water is coming down from Lake Erie into Lake Ontario, and that you have that drop there at the escarpment, and you could walk from one end to the other, and you see this water going down with thousands of gallons a minute mm -hmm. or more and the noise is just unbelievable mm -hmm. and you look up and you see that cliff that those rocks um, uh, right above you maybe 10 15 20 mm -hmm. feet I don't remember and the the splashing of that water on the rock below because that is mm -hmm. where it dropped off and uh, uh, they splashed the water, that's why you had to wear the raincoat. Yeah. And, and he's, can you imagine, he said, the power that comes out? I said, yeah, do you, can you imagine how much electricity that they get out of that water? But how, how come all this water is coming? I said, well, because you can't go dry, but a lot of water goes down into a hole and it shoots against a, uh, a Pelton wheel, like a, a propeller, and it drives the turbines, and that is how the Niagara Falls area gets its electricity. He says, it doesn't cost anything. I said, well, the, they had to construct it all. And he had to know every last little detail. And he said, when I come home, he said, I got to tell Harry that I actually, and I have the pictures to prove it, I walked under the falls. Mm. Because nobody would in the valleys would believe that you walk on the high, bloody liar you. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, yeah, that was one of the places where we went, and we went to Toronto. Uh, we went up north. And we went up north to Dorset. Dorset. Uh, well, uh, we got to know a couple, and uh, Bill and Lise, Bill Reinders, he was from Eindhoven, and Lise was close to where mom comes from, mm. and uh, Bill uh, said, well, I'm going to Dorset, because the people that Lise used to work for, and she was a psychiatrist, and he was a big shot in the cop shop in Toronto. Mm -hmm. But he had retired then, I guess, and Lise used to go work there so many days yeah. a week. And they got to be good friends, and 
uh, I forget your name, but uh, Perry, Perry, yeah, Mrs. Perry, and she was a very nice lady, and uh, uh, they li live there. They have a cottage right near that. There is a beautiful lake, and you know how it is with the lakes up north here. It's beautiful. You can see the sunset, and you hear the loons, and well, yeah, but. Uh, Theo has not been up north yet, so no. as we go north, we go to Dorset, and you can see this and that. And but we had uh, so Theo and I went with Bill. The girl stayed home, which was makes it a lot easier for us too. Anyway, uh, we drive up there, stopped at different places, had dinner uh, or lunch somewhere on the way up, and uh, we stood at the lake and. So this is another lake. I said, Theo, there are so many lakes in this country, you couldn't believe it. Not only that, but there must be a thousand islands. In fact, I said, there is a thousand islands around uh, uh, Kingston. Unfortunately, we never went there with him. But uh, he says, That's, how big is this country? I said, well, I know that uh, when you go with the train, you don't go... Uh, that was at that time. Uh, you don't go in one day. You actually sleep in the train. They have special uh, sleeper wagons where you which cost a bit more, but you enjoy it a bit more. And uh, well, he said, but uh, so what part of Canada are we in? I said, well, we are a little ways away from home, but we are. Is this still Ontario? I said, oh yeah. I said, you have to go. A long way yet to get out of Ontario. The next thing will be Manitoba. Mm -hmm. I said that's where I landed, and he just couldn't understand how big does that have to be. I said, yeah. Now when you go for, to Manitoba, then you get another province, Saskatchewan, and then you get another province, Alberta, and then you get to the west coast where the Pacific Ocean is. He says, and it's all Canada. I said, yeah. And then you can go east. And there another, and then you get to the Atlantic Ocean. And, oh my God, he says, he just couldn't begin to understand how big it was. Mm -hmm. So uh, we we got there, and uh, well, Bill told him that uh, he couldn't speak uh, too much English. He understood quite a bit, but he was quite shy yeah. with people that uh, uh, didn't speak anything but English. Uh, the who, who, yeah, and uh, uh, so, but we, are ha we were having a great time, and Mrs. Perry had made a nice dinner, and we were sitting there talking, and we go to the lake, and uh, I think Mr. Perry was fishing on the lake at that time, mm -hmm. and uh, did, did he use um, grenades to fish like you did as a kid, or <laughs> <no>? <laughs> uh, to be honest? Uh, for all the years that I've been here, mm. I have never, to my knowledge, to my memory, seen a grenade, mm -hmm. least of all a hand grenade. Yeah. Whereas back home, when I was in, when I go into grade school, uh, especially during liberation, uh, we, I saw all kinds of grenades, yeah. the, like the big ones that go into the cannon, mm -hmm. and then the small ones that they carried on, on their uh, belt. That they need like hand grenades, yeah. and there was a crate of them that they left behind. Yeah. And uh, oh, I remember. <laughs> I said to we look at that. We put it in the barn. So anyway, uh, we could go fishing for quite a while. But yeah. of course, <laughs> there comes a time when you run out, yeah. and there is no more liberation. And we were oh. running out of hand grenades, so we. Uh, so fishing up north in Dorset's not done with hand grenades, that much we know. No, was he, no. Did, we you get, go, did you get some fish? At least for supper? No, but he had fish. Yeah. He came home. He had a couple of fish that he caught, and it must have, how long would that be, two feet? Yeah. And uh, I looked at him and I thought, holy mackerel, imagine you go fishing and you catch one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, you better have a good line because... Uh, as long as they're in the water, mm -hmm. they are in command. You know, the, you got to have an awful strong line. 
I never had anything more than a 10 pound. Mm. But, uh, yeah, uh, he said, uh, 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 I forget her name again, uh, but the man said he had been fishing and, well, he got introduced and, and Theo was looking at the fish and he said, we never caught fish like that. I said, oh, there wasn't any that big. And uh, you would have to go to the to the sea, like the North Sea mm -hmm. is part of the Atlantic Ocean, where uh, you know the, the North Sea turns into the. Uh, he, he said there is nothing around there. He says even in the Viver, the the pond, where there's uh, like a like a uh, uh, like Lake Lesger. Yeah, it was a bit smaller than Lake Lesger, mm -hmm. but uh, a V one miss uh, misfire or had problems and it was coming over from Petermunde, Germany mm -hmm. over our area going to London you know that was the war in the wartime yeah. and it blew up in the forest and left one hell of a big hole yeah. and uh, but they put fish in there and uh, that worked fine and there was a canal not too far away you could put that yeah. fish in but we never caught any fish anywhere that if they were a foot long man that is a good sized fish. Uh, but anyway, Theo was looking at that. Now you say you, he also went to Toronto. What did you do in Toronto? Oh, we went to the CN Tower. Mm. That is uh, a new landmark. Before, uh, they would come from other provinces just to see the Niagara Falls. That has been even before the war. Mm -hmm. But now, uh, at that time, we had the CN Tower. And... Uh, how how big is it? So I told him he knew exactly how many feet tall it was and how much taller it was than the tallest building in Toronto. And uh, and then I said, yeah, and then we can have dinner in the tower. Is there a restaurant in there? I said, yeah. And so I showed him the picture, but that's all I had. Yeah. And uh, I said that, you see with that, that, that big ball there? I said, that's the restaurant. And you can go in there, says there is a level above where you can look all over and there you can actually on a clear day see the falls. But uh, in that restaurant, it turns around once an hour. I said, and so you get to see all of Toronto as you sit there eating. And uh, yeah, and are you, uh, are we going there? I said, oh yeah, you, you have to go. You haven't been in Toronto if you haven't seen the tower. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, at the time, in the tower, they had, the, it, you know, it has a big root, like big trees have deep roots. Yep. The tower had, I don't know how many stories underground to hold up what was above the ground. And in that basement, so many stories, you go into an elevator and whoosh, you go down, and it is in. Uh, too bad that they quit uh, doing that now. Mm -hmm. But they had the space, the space elevator, or something like that. <clears throat> and you could go into that. You pay so much, and then you go down in that elevator. You come downstairs, and then they take your temperature and they take your heartbeat. You know all this make believe stuff to make it more real. And then you can go into the space rocket and you just go in there at this level and you just sit there like in any room, a whole bunch of people and the lights are on and uh, there is a big TV screen. And then, uh, okay, we are going to take off and make sure you got the seat belts on. And, so, and to make it really real, the whole thing starts shaking mm -hmm. while the burners are going and they have to warm up the engine, and we are now going in vertical position for the takeoff, and then the shake again, and then the, you're, you're sitting back. You can feel by gravity mm -hmm. that you're actually lying on your back in that chair, and then you hear this noise, and it's really scary. Yeah, you because in your mind you're actually going into space, mm -hmm. and then whoosh. All of a sudden, you're out of Earth's gravity, and on the screen, 
you see the different uh, celestial bodies, mm -hmm. uh, how they show them on, on the map, but then bigger, and they get bigger and bigger as you go up, and we are now out of the, the gravity pull of the Earth, and uh, they make a big story of it. You fly around, and on the screen they show you what you see in space, and it is such a, it's one of the most beautiful experiences I ever had is going into space, make believe. Mm. And uh, so after a while, uh, they keep explaining where you go and then boom, you get a bang. And uh, what was that? What was that? But you heard just now is some space debris, little rocks flying, and we got hit by one of those rocks. Of course, if we had in real life, the whole spacecraft would have blown up. Mm -hmm. uh, even the planet Earth can't handle the ro uh, 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 one of those space rocks. But anyway, uh, in this make-believe world, it is so real that yes, that's what it was. So now we are going to go back to Earth and uh, you hear engines starting up again and everything is made so, so real. And then you land, but we are going to land, but we saved the spacecraft. So it lands on its butt, and there you sit, and then it stops it. Well, we safely landed on Earth, and everybody is clapping, and yeah. uh, then it goes level again. You come down that, that shaft in the CN Tower, right. and down below, this whole mess turns on the wheel, and you actually feel yourself leveling out and you can walk out. He was so excited about that, he says, would that be like when you go into space? I said, well, I don't know, I've never been to space. He says, I, I, I wouldn't mind going in there someday. Mm -hmm. I said, well, you can go back in here anytime. No, no, he says, the real one. Mm -hmm. uh, he wanted to see everything and anything. He, he was... Uh, and he said many times when I went back home for holidays later, uh, you know, where you live, he says, I would love to be there and the possibilities you have. He said, uh, I said, well, I told you when I left, it's the country of unlimited uh, uh, opportunities. Well, yeah, he said, but you could have, uh, it could have been different too. I said, well, that is the chance you take when you, when you emigrate, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, he, he, but he says, you know, I couldn't go. I said, no, I, but that is how it is. Oh, but Harry ever loved this. So uh, I think he talked Harry into coming. And once he came, uh, there was no turning back. He, he, he was only sorry that... Uh, he waited so long and missed his opportunity. But that's all it was. But uh, I'm still grateful to him, God, as if... He had anything to do with me mm -hmm. uh, wanting to venture out because Obergadus was kind of an immigrant mm -hmm. uh, himself, leaving the south and going north. Uh, the same as my parents coming from the middle, going south. That was just as big a deal almost mm -hmm. as for me to go to Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, but, well, the, once you, uh, you say, yes, I go, and you get on the boat and they pull up the anchor. That's the moment that uh, you got to go across. If you don't like it, buy a return ticket. But yeah. otherwise, that's it. That's the decision you yeah. make. So you learn at a young age, live with the consequences of the decisions you make mm -hmm. because there is nothing to fall back on. Mm -hmm. Now you're on your own. And I never realized well, thousands of them go on the boat every day. What could be so wrong? And the, the people had never seen their, uh, nothing but their own farm and pigs and cows and chickens. For sure, I should be able to, to get used to that. Uh, uh, no, uh, it is different. Uh, of course, they have cows, chickens and pigs. But the, the lifestyle, the same as when uh, the first time I saw TV, mm. uh, and for Churchill, I went to a movie, and I thought, what the hell is this? But the movie was 
spoken in English mm -hmm. as they were back home. Right. But there were no subtitles. Mm -hmm. So either I understand the language or I got no value in the, well, the pictures are worth a thousand words, but mm. uh, you still like to know what the people are saying, more or less. Yeah. So uh, I got to understand that I, I, I couldn't keep up. I couldn't translate fast enough for me to understand what the whole movie was about. So don't even ask me what movie it was, because I don't remember. But, uh, 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 so that sounds like it was a good visit, and you said he was over for about three weeks? Yeah, and that was the first time. Yeah. Uh, and it's like... Uh, so after that, though, he's hooked. He wants to come back, obviously. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and the second time he came was, I think it was 1980. Okay, well, and we'll, 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 we'll get to that. I think we're getting near the end here, so we'll... Oh, well, uh, okay, he managed to talk my sister Annie mm. into coming. Mm. Ria had yeah. died, so... And... Uh, uh, <laughs> she wouldn't come at home, but... Yeah. Uh, oh no, I'll guide the tail. He, he knew it all, because yeah. been here. Yeah. He was the first one. Yeah. So he was actually the one that had all the experience. That's right. He's an experienced explorer. Oh yeah. yeah, and then he, of course, he had the store. Yeah. Oh, Theo, you're back again. And yeah. So people come in the store and, and how was it? Uh, also, he has to, uh, all week long, he uh, was explaining to everybody what he saw. And he was in the rocket and he went to space and uh, <laughs> and I walked under the falls. They look at him and they mm. yeah, stay, stay on the floor, don't start flying. Yeah. They couldn't, they couldn't believe that, but mm. they, Oh yeah, it, uh, Theo, he was so bubbly about it. Uh, it was, yeah, we all had a great time. And Oma, uh, she, uh, mom, she went to, uh, her and Theo got along fantastic. And mm -hmm. it didn't matter if I was working or no matter where I was, mm -hmm. um, she would go with Theo. Yeah. And uh, uh, so how was it? Yeah. And, we had lunch there, and we went to see that, and we were in Oshawa, and I saw the Oshawa Center, you know, like mm. shopping center, like yeah. uh, uh, well, like the White Oaks. Yep. The, the Oshawa yep. Center was like that. Uh, I know the White Oaks were more modern, a lot nicer, bigger, but kind of like that. Uh, yeah, he had, I'm so glad that he came. Uh, because, uh, and he told me, he said that was, those were the nicest vacations I mm -hmm. ever had in my life. He said that we were talking about that, and I remember when you first left that saying, well, he wanted it himself, and I told him, you don't have to go, but he wanted to go, and he's old enough, I have no say over it, so um, he'll find his way, just like Oh my God! Mm -hmm. That was the standard excuse for he's on his own. He picked it. Mm. That's what you. If that's what you want to be, that's what you got to take. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, uh, okay. Well, we'll wrap it up for uh, today, and we'll uh, talk to everyone next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah.